Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Here we go. Welcome to Stonebirds, nerds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Now, I always wondered, like, <laughs> is he talking about a car or a woman? Always about the woman. Feels like he's talking about a car, though. I don't. Oh, okay, the thighs. Two things that have ruined my life. Okay, so a car wouldn't do that. They always have. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I, I loved ACDC because there's always some sexual innuendo. Like, told me to come, but I was already there. I get it. Yeah, but I don't think that's an innuendo. That's just them being blunt. That's true. She told me to come. <laughs> <laughs> that's not much of an innuendo, is it? Okay, let's let's bring it on down there. Oh boy! Oh, the young brothers. Oh, what was that? My phone. Jeez, I know. boo! I know. Out the gate, right I'm out being of the a gate. problem. I'm like a problem child. Remember that movie mm-hmm. with John Ritter? Yeah. I miss him. Yeah, he was great. You see him in Sling Blade? Oh, you made me watch Sling. Sling I mean, I got. I had the opportunity to watch Sling Blade exactly. with you. And I don't remember his part in that. No. Oh, he played the um, the gay friend of the mom. He he worked. At, he managed the Dollar General store. I love that. I love him. Yeah. He's I great. his son's great too, but he's no John Ritter. Come on. Yeah. Come on. What's he in? His son. Where oh, would I know him? Oh, he's in the smash hit series called Parenthood, which I'm sure you haven't seen. No. But it's a family drama. Oh, so many layers. Family drama, you say? <laughs> yeah, it was on like Channel 5, I hmm. think. KTLA. Yeah. The Frog. That family drama oh. sure is something. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, we cannot just... First of all, we're not assholes. <laughs> I mean, we might be. I feel like this has been a rough couple of weeks. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? I mean... Should oh. we get into that Let's right out of the gate? It. Let's get into it. And we're going to... You know what we're going to do? We're mm-hmm. going to make it fun. Yeah. We're going to make it positive. We're going to be like, hey, people, this is still a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We do have to remember <laughs> that it's a comedy podcast. Yes. So... And we can't just gripe and complain the whole time. No, no, no. We're not going to gripe and complain. We're just going to... Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to explain a situation yeah. that happened. However, things keep happening. And then let the chips lay. Lay Is that the... Well, yeah. I'll say that. All right. Listen. Okay. (laughs) I'm not trying to be an asshole. And I'm not uh, trying to... I I don't know. I love that opening Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to be an asshole. However, having said that... 
Well, I'll stop uh, okay. beating around the bush. Uh, it's ironic that we were talking about uh, my other sister-in-law last week. <laughs> my my sister. Your sister, my sister-in-law. Who is checked into and the hey, re and is doing better. Regardless and, of our past, yep. I, I sincerely wish her the best. You know what? Me too. I'm. 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 I'm just. I'm. I'm uh, optimistic. Don't text me or call me. <laughs> right. But I wish you the best. <laughs> Get it. I'm. I'm. I'm patiently optimistic, and I'm excited to explore boundaries. Mm-hmm. Said the girl that read Al-Anon yeah. <laughs> articles all well, week. <laughs> I'm just swinging and missing in the sister-in-law department. Oh boy. Uh, this week, my other sister-in-law, my brother's wife, called me up and chewed me out on the telephone. A good old-fashioned. Chewing out. Okay. I'm going to chew you out. And you guys don't have a rapport. We have that... almost no relationship to begin with. Okay. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm no. not trying to be mean, but I'm being honest. It's uh, not like you talk to her every day. No. The they've been married 20 years. I've spoken to her on the telephone maybe three times. Okay. In 20 years, if you transcribed all of our conversation and dialogue with one another in 20 years, it might fill up three or four pages. Okay. Which is fine, you know? It's fine. Um, for, and, and who's, I don't know why. You know, okay. well, well, a lot of it is just logistics and proximity. I've never lived in the same state, much less the same city as her. Okay. So, you know, it's one of those things where it has always been long distance. Either they've, you know, they've moved around a lot, been in the military. I've moved around a lot. Uh, literally have never lived within, I'm trying to think what's the closest I've lived uh, when you were maybe, in Georgia, right? Well, when I was in Georgia, they lived in Louisville for a little while. So, okay, closest we've ever been was nine hours away, <laughs> seven hours away, whatever that drive is. My point is, not super close, don't have much of a relationship. Well, and not super close even in distance or, like, emotionally. Exactly, yeah, you know? emotionally. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, she's always kind of treated me like a convicted sex offender. She just has this vibe and this look of, like, ugh, whenever I've come around. Hey, and I get it. You know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, maybe I was a knucklehead here and there in my own life. Never done anything uh, that I'm aware uh, purposely against her or him. But, hey, you know, you want to look down your nose at your brother-in-law because he lives in a van or maybe he did <laughs> okay, this, maybe did that. that. No, but there's always been a vibe of like, oh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I, I don't know that she said this, but I'll, I'll throw this out in the open. Know for a fact that my brother multiple times over the last 10, 15 years, when's he going to get a real job? Oh, the, okay. the complaint that all <laughs> artists and musicians and comedians and actors uh, hear from their friends and family, when are you going to get a real job? Well, that's my fucking business, yeah. okay? Um, but anyway, I had the gall and the nerve to, uh, whether it be directly to my mother over the phone or whether it be on this podcast or my other podcast, I can't recall, uh, in the middle of a global pandemic... People dying all over the place. Let's see. Uh, as of this recording, 1.67 million cases confirmed in the United States. Uh, 97.7 thousand deaths in the United States. Almost 100,000 deaths in the United States. I had the gall to question, hey, why don't she wear a mask when she goes out in public? And uh, you would have thought... That I got drunk and drove my pickup truck into her front yard, <laughs> kicked her door down, and cussed at her for not doing so. I said, my mom's the one that brought it to my attention. She said, hey, uh, she doesn't wear a mask, mask when she goes out to the store. 
I'm like, well, that's stupid. And whatever I said, uh, this is, I think, what set her off. Maybe I said this, maybe I didn't. I don't remember exactly how I phrased it when I was talking about that issue to my mother. But make no mistake, no matter how I said it, I 1,000% agree with this sentiment. But she said, she called me up the other day and just started screaming. And the first thing out of her mouth was, did you tell your mother that if she dies from COVID, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to answer to you? Oh, okay. That was the first sentence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, why did you tell your mother, I'm going to have to answer to you if she gets COVID? And she screamed that. And by the way, we, she screamed at me for about two minutes and then hung up. Okay. So that's always the mature route. (laughs) You know, I, I'm not going to listen to the other side of the story. I'm going to hang up the phone because I'm upset. Okay. Uh, regardless if I said answer to me or deal with me, regardless of how I said it, yeah, if my mom gets COVID and dies because you got COVID and gave it to her because you were too good and privileged to wear a fucking mask in the store, yeah, there's going to be a beef. There's there's going to be an issue. Well, and to explain, I, I'm, I know you've probably already shed light on this, but they all live together. Mm-hmm. It's not even together. like you're calling. It's not a hi, I'm visiting once a while. Yeah. Like that would be a little bit more appropriate for that reaction, maybe. And I'll say this because, you know, this is true. And I said this to her. I appreciate all that she's done to help my mother since my father yeah, passed. Yeah, they moved. They my made- brother and, and they, they, they bought a new house across town that would accommodate my mom's wheelchair and uh, they got an apartment downstairs and they've just, they've been over backwards and have helped. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Yes. However, that doesn't give you the right, right. to just, I'm sorry. Here's the other point. I didn't call her up yeah. and say, hey, I got some issues with how you live your life and how you <laughs> deal with your family. You know, I quite frankly, I don't give a shit. Like I said, we're not close. Do whatever the hell you want to do. I'll see you at Thanksgiving. All right. My point is your ridiculously stubborn behavior is now putting my mom at risk. My mom is 70 years old, a multitude of health problems, immune problems. She's at the top of the list of people who are vulnerable of this disease. And sister-in-law's argument is I'm taking some precautions. I, I maintain social distance when I go to the store. Well, you, you have to. Well, yeah, that's kind of the law in most states and most cities. <laughs> but my point them. is, so you're taking some precautions. Why not just go half a foot further and just put on a stupid mask? No one's asking you to wear it 24-7. The government's not coming in mm-hmm. and installing a chastity belt on you and throwing away the key. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a thing that uh, probably be a good idea to just put on when you go into the supermarket. All right? You, and again, this is my point. This isn't a political debate. No, it's not. This isn't a partisan debate. I get that a lot of what we're dealing with right now is very confusing and complex. I get, for example, the economy. I see both sides of the coin. I see, hey, we need to not open the economy as long as possible so we make sure that this, this virus is dead before we start doing all that. I get that side, and I also get, hey, understood, but I'm starving to death. I need to go back to work. That's a partisan and political issue. What is the issue with throwing on a mask when you go into the store? And her argument is, they don't, you don't have to do that. They don't even work. Here's the thing. I don't have all the science, and neither does she, all right? Maybe they're not as effective as people... What does it hurt? If there was, all right, here we go. Whatever the math is, 330 million Americans, 1.6 million have got, have been affected. All right. 
whatever that is, one in 330. There's a one in 330 chance, based on this data, that Americans might catch COVID. Why not? Yeah. If there was a one in a billion chance, if there was a one in a billion chance that me going over here to the Ralph's grocery store without a mask means a one in a billion chance that I could get the COVID and then pass it on to you and you die, I'm wearing that mask, one in a billion. Well, whatever that math is, it's a lot greater odds than one in a billion. Okay, what does it hurt to at least put forth an effort? Because they're, they're taking precautions. My brother works at a hospital, and he wears a mask all day. Yeah, wh- why do you wear a mask all day? Yeah. Why do you wear a mask? Yeah, I get that there's more, the, the, the chances of getting into a hospital is much greater than at the grocery store. But there's, don't tell me there's zero chance of catching something at the grocery store. Don't tell, there's no way. And the fact that you choose this hill to die on, this is your argument of everything that's going on in the world right now, of all the important issues that one could dig their claws in and take a stand against. Really? You, you, you're going you're gonna to stand against? Are you that vain? Are you that privileged? And, I, and again, not my body, my choice. <laughs> my body, my choice, other people's consequences. Right. That's other people's consequences. Part, I think, yeah. It's incredibly I, selfish. And how dare I question that? Well, I think we're in a weird place. And I... As you were talking, I just thought of this too. Like, we are all coping with something we've never dealt with before as a society. Globally, we've never had to do this. Mm -hmm. So we're learning all about ourselves, really. Like, holy crap, this is a pandemic. How do we navigate this? We don't really have answers. It's all very vague. So I think looking at it from a bird's eye view, being like, okay, well, if if I'm a control freak... Not saying that anybody's a control freak, but your sister-in-law tends to control a lot of things. Perhaps she likes that role. Mm -hmm. Um, Why uh, I feel like feeling out of control is probably her scariest feeling, I'm assuming. Then (laughs) she chose this really weird and specific thing Mm -hmm. to choose to take control on that isn't correct. It's very weird. Mm -hmm. So I... I understand kind of psychologically, like, oh, I'm so freaked out, Ugh. but I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. It's not nice. I've tried, I've sincerely tried <sighs> to see her point of view, and I just cannot do it. And again, it's not. Well, I don't think it has anything to do, boo, with the mask at all. Oh, like you I've think there's you. something deeper there? I think it's resentment of you not being around to help, even though I truly believe this, if you were down the street, mm-hmm. You would not. They would not want you to help. I mean, that's that's my my truth, if mm-hmm. you will. <laughs> but I think that it's that thing that they have over you in a way. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, because I, here's the thing: I grew up in a very fun and colorful family mm-hmm. where we all just fought and talk shit on each other all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is like the first time you and I in our relationship where you're having a family thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this actually feels kind of good to not be about my family. <laughs> that always be my <laughs> I know, it's like, all right, cool. But it's interesting to see how polite and nice people hold their their stuff in mm-hmm. and, and, and push it down and push it down and push it down. And guess what? You get a phone call and... All that rage was pointed at you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was about the mask. I, I don't think so. Maybe it was. I hope not, because that's a pretty stupid argument. That is a pretty stupid thing to 
to rally against. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, you'll, no one will ever convince me. I, and, and I'm talking about the context of simply throwing it on when you go into a public store. Okay. Yes, you can debate about jogging. Hey, there's no one around. I'm on the beach. The closest person's a thousand yards from me. Whatever. I, yeah, I get the gray area and the way that you can kind of bend the rules a little bit, you know. And, and I get that they're not fun. I don't like wearing a mask. But my point is, you can't just throw it on for 15 minutes when you run into the store. Yeah. In the remote sense. chance that you catch it and pass it on to your vulnerable mother in law and your vulnerable husband. He also has immune things because of his health. Why? I, I just don't understand. And furthermore, hey, in any other scenario, agree to disagree, right? Again, not your body, your choice. Your body, your choice, my mom could die. She kept acting like I said that you I forgot how she phrased it, and I don't give a shit how she phrased it, and I don't give a shit how I phrased it. The sentiment is the same, regardless of how I said it. Or what you heard, yes, if the remote possibility that my mom catches this from you because you were too stubborn to wear a mask, yeah, that sucks, and I'm going to be pissed. Now, I didn't say, I'm going to come over and kick your ass, or I'm going to sue you. No, I just said, hmm. yeah, that's that, I'm going to be pissed. That's not going to be good. And they're acting like that that scenario I just laid out is just the most sci-fi, <laughs> hypothetical, yeah. like what, 97,000 people in this country alone are already dead. And yes, maybe those numbers are padded, maybe they're not. Maybe Trump's handling it well, maybe he's not. He's not, by the way. But that's not the debate. <laughs> the debate is what the fuck could it hurt to throw on a mask just in case? Well. Just in case. It's very interesting because I, here's the thing, boo, I love you, but most of the time I'm going to side with the other person. (laughs) 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 But not really. I mean, you know, because I know you get all uh, feathers are ruffled. I got my weird things that I get hot and bothered about, but this isn't a weird, this this isn't Dave being hyperbolic. This was such a bizarre uh, rant from somebody that you don't talk to on the phone. I just thought... Oh, you guys talk on the phone no, all the time. We have and- almost zero relationships. <laughs> so that's And weird. that's fine. And you know what? That's fine either way. I don't... <laughs> the in-law relationship is a weird relationship. It is. It, it, I don't really care. I'll just, I'll just say I don't... We've never... What am I missing, you know, if this goes south? Because we never had anything to begin with. As long as you're, the in-law is good to my, our common denominator, as long as she is good to my brother and your sister, hey, we obviously don't have a really great relationship, me and your sister, that's fine, yeah. as long as she's good to you. Yeah. you know, she didn't got to be nice to me, and but this I other one like ain't got to be nice to yeah. me. But you know what? I'm not going to lose any sleep yeah. over it because we didn't have anything to begin with. I think 20 that- years of looking down your nose at me because I had the fucking balls to chase my dream. Sorry. I think they're... (laughs) Sorry, I'm not laughing at that. It's just, you're right. The in-law, that relationship is so weird and forced. It's like an arranged friendship. Like, hi, you're here at every fucking Mm -hmm. Christmas. God damn it. But, I mean, and I told you, my in-laws, aka my sister's husbands and or boyfriends I just call them wallets Mm -hmm. because I love giving gifts so much and every Christmas I would have to be like what do I get this guy all right a wallet like sometimes (laughs) I reuse the wallet because they would just leave it there and not care and good for them because Mm -hmm. they were out of the picture next year but yeah that relationship is hard and if those I feel like life is so hard 
But it is hard when someone doesn't say, hey, this is actually what I'm mad about. It's not about this. You know what I mean? I really don't think it was about that. Or call me up and let's talk about this like adults. As soon as I answer the phone, she started screaming. Well, you're not supposed to call. And and nice, nice move on hanging up, too. That's a mature well, and then You're 43 the, years old. Well, and you have to explain that it was a hang-up and then the texting. Yeah. And then the phone call with that, your mom. And that in general. You know, don't text me if you if you hung up on <laughs> I me. I used to do that to you all the I time. I hate that. <laughs> well, sometimes you need... Here's the thing. I will defend the texting because if you're so pissed, you need that minute to, to sit and type. Hey, I'll call you back. Yeah. Like, go run around the block, which I think you did. You went on, like, a huge walk that day. <laughs> no, not that day. That was oh, the other that was thing. The next that day. was the thing. The next thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> but... I mean, if you're in that state of, oh my gosh, somebody is coming for me, I'm going to call them and tell them what I think, mm-hmm. that never do that. Take your phone, throw it out, mm-hmm. and, 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 and just wait three hours mm-hmm. or give it to somebody and be like, don't let me touch this. Because you're about to take out a lot of aggression and rage mm-hmm. on somebody that that's not what this is about, I think. Yeah. And one of her complaints is, why didn't you call me directly? Oh. Well, guess what? I tried. <laughs> I wanted to, but I was warned by both my brother and my mom that that's probably not a good idea because I love how there you was just this, threw them under the bus. Well, They're like, well, fuck you. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I wanted, to, I, I, yes, as soon as I heard about it, I, by the way, this has been going on about a month. I've talked about I've been talking about this for a month. Uh, no and it is weird when you bring, because I have heard these conversations, and to your side, Boo, it has been like, wait, well, do you want me to talk to her? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been talking to your mom. Okay, yeah. well, should I talk to her? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Don't talk to her. Well, don't, don't talk yeah, to don't, her. Yeah, <laughs> don't complain to me if I'm not allowed to offer any type of resolution. It, well, it's just, that, both of them were like, in two different cases, and my brother will deny this, but basically, because we got in a big argument too. I know. Because I said that, uh, what did I say? I told I told uh, sister in law that uh, maybe mom and, and Jay are afraid of you, but I am not. And then Jay got which pissed. is not nice. Well, but why yes, would you okay. say I'm afraid? Yeah. Of her? Well, <laughs> based on both of them implying that, ooh, don't talk to Beth about this subject. Both of them basically, mom basically, mom came out and said it. And I'm unless I misread Jay, I, I got the implication that when we were talking about it, that I was like, well, should I talk to her? Like, ooh, there was this like, oh no, that's a terrible idea. Like. No one's allowed to disagree with Queen No Mask. Like, uh, okay. That's and then she's weird. mad that I talked about it on the podcast. Well, guess what? And then they, uh, my brother asked me not to talk about this on this podcast. Sorry, can't help you there. Yeah. This is what a podcast is for. Yeah. All right? Being a decent podcaster <laughs> and a decent comedian like, sh- is, sh- is talking about the stuff that happens in your life. And I'm not saying anything that's untrue. You're not. I'm, I'm trying not. to remain professional. You are. I'm, I'm passionate about this, but I'm not, I'm not throwing cheap shots. I, everything I've said is true. I think there's a lot. I wish with these kind of arguments, it sucks because I I, I don't understand the logic at all. So I can't. It, it, that's why I know it has to be about something else. It cannot. No one is this hell bent on kind of doing the rules. What a stupid thing to be stubborn. But about. this is very much like no. Don't tell me what to do in my house when I'm doing all of this for you. And I get that. I get that and you've that, done all this just for me. I think that's me. where that rage is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have done nothing. Uh, according to them, right? Yeah. So it's like okay, well then let's have a conversation about that, uh-huh. and we'll we'll deal with the other thing later. But I think emotionally, 
less intellectual people, mm-hmm. emotionally, emotionally, will just make it about the thing. I used to do that all the time. Like, really? The mustard is in the fridge? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be like, what? And I'd throw away all your, well, it would be mayonnaise. But mm-hmm. long story short, it's never about the thing. And unfortunately, in your point of view right now, it is. It is about the thing. Mm-hmm. And she's choosing. I, 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 it's just crazy. I'm sorry. It's cra- For me to say it's crazy <laughs> is a big deal. I come from Crazyville, USA. Well, and apparently, my having an opinion on this matter really hurt her feelings. Well, guess what? Oh, no. Tough shit. <laughs> What's worse, my mom dying or your feelings getting hurt? I don't give a shit about people's feelings when it comes to life and death shit. Uh, we've had arguments about that. Like, when we're talking yeah. about something that is so important, something that there's... that really needs attention, I, I'm sorry about your feelings. You know, I'm, I'm more worried about the and issue that's at a, hand. that's a working thing to work on. <laughs> and I get that. But, but her feelings are hurt because I got drunk and came over to her house and cussed her out and threw her dog down a flyer. Oh, stairs. yeah, we forgot that's part of the story, guys. Or Just her kidding. feelings hurt because I simply had an opinion on the issue and expressed concern that maybe not wearing a mask, maybe. Again, I'm not... I'm not not sensationalizing anything. There's no hyperbole here. Maybe not wearing a mask could maybe get you COVID and maybe pass it on to my mom and maybe die. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I got a problem with that. Sorry your feelings are hurt. And it's just very, I mean, I don't understand her point of view. I understand yours. I just don't get that argument, though. Like, Explain it's, it's, to me why not. Well, she might say, well, because... It's fake. Evidence has shown that it doesn't work. Bullshit. Well, wasn't... I th- Bullshit. Then why is every doctor and ER nurse covered head to toe in personal protective equipment? It's a loss of control. It's a loss of control that somebody can't... I think that's... You're seeing that a lot with everybody. Like, even these people that are, are out and fighting and saying, reopen the country and... You know what I mean? With no masks on, knowing it's a global pandemic... It, I will give them the credit of, well, at least I'm using my voice. I'm going to fucking take all this energy of no control and I'm going to go show up and bring my gun and I have no idea because I'm terrified inside of what's going on. So I kind of get that. But this is so misdirected anger. Mm -hmm. It's so, hey, what's going on inside? Because you're really angry and you just took it out on your brother-in-law that lives really far away that Mm -hmm. you never speak to. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a red flag. That's a hey, as Oprah would say, an aha moment of like, let me look in the mirror. And uh, I think that person might not have ever done that. And and there's a perfectionist quality there. There's I don't want to look in the mirror because I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Look at all that what I'm doing. Well, it's such a example of entitlement and privilege. Well, and, and I'm not gonna wear a mask. <laughs> and again, if it only affected the person. Have at it. Thin the herd. Seriously. Dumb yeah. people. I'm not, I'm not saying her. I'm not calling her dumb. No, I know. I'm saying across the board. Dumb people want to kill themselves. Hey, have at it. There's too many people. Anyway, the point is you could kill someone else, an elderly person. Yeah. Who has a thick-headed, stubborn son. <laughs> it's, it's a no-win. It's a no-win. But, okay, well, so how did it end? It ended by her screaming and hanging up on me. 
Okay, but then you guys had a text exchange. Oh, yeah, we texted. That- I, I reminded her that, uh, by the way, I hope she wins this argument. Uh, yeah. uh, seriously, yeah. I hope that I'm wrong. But here's the difference. If I'm wrong, no harm, no foul. If she's wrong, people die. So have fun standing on that hill. This is, this is the hill you want to die on. This is, this is your cause. I don't want to wear a mask to Kroger. I just think, and that's why I feel like we can't allude that that's the only, allude? Is that right? Assume, whatever. Anyway, that, that's the only reason I understand this is how this fight started. But that's why I know that, you know, we both know she's a logical, smart person. This, this is what she's choosing to fight exactly, with me about. So exactly. stick it in your ear unless yeah. you want to talk about something else. So let's have an adult conversation and say, hey, this really annoys me. And can I talk to you about this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to email about it so I don't get passionate about uh, that, it? That you know what I mean? Happen. Like, think about the way it comes off. But this, like, this was a bomb. This was an emotional bomb that went off. And, yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, I hope it. I hope it blows over. I really do. Yeah, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. You know? it's just such a scary time. I. Uh... And you and I were talking about this. Like, I don't know if this means I'm a sociopath or a shithead, but like, I don't give a shit. Like, as far as we didn't have a relationship to begin with, we didn't. Well, and you called that out. You were. I, We've I never guess had a relationship. There was a very interesting hearing your side. And by the way, this is all very new to me. Everybody, I just want to scream from, from the rooftops. I'm always the one screaming on the phone to my family. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave is listening to one side. So th- being opposite, it's very interesting being in your shoes. I kind of like it. Yeah. Anyway, um, but when I was hearing the conversations, and I'm only hearing your side, and but I was like, oh, this is this is mean. Because there was a part where, you know, you said, well, she's always looked down on me or something. And, and no one and, and objected no one to that. Objected. No one objected. Because it's so obvious. It is seriously. <laughs> yes. I'm not I'm not hyping it up. It's so obvious. Like I don't think we've ever had words like this. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had a conflict like this. Oh no. But there's always been this tone of like Whenever I'm around, just ugh. Well, like she vi- tolerates me. Yeah, you know, it's a. Um, I'm sorry, I have a personality. There's so much going under the surface, like going on in, under the surface. And mm-hmm. I was, my mom was a lot like that. Like, mm-hmm. I love you, Corrine, but she could be a real martyr slash passive aggressive woman where you're like, oh shit. But it'd be like, huh, you're going to wear that today? And it's like, oh. I'm going to go cry in the bathroom and die. But, like, that is such um, a very – my mom was very Christian. My mom was very much raised, like, uh, in a very strict Christian home. Uh, She – my dad was in the military. Like, so there there are some very strict uh, points of view, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think with that – my mom was a big free spirit and a nerd and a weirdo like me. And, and you kind of, ha- she had to put it all into her body and her anger and everything would come out in these little weird ways. And I think that's what's happening. <laughs> like, it's just like, ding, ding, like she's short circuiting. But yeah, so the whole, <laughs> I know she hasn't liked me for so many years. And then there was just crickets. Like, no yeah, one. yeah. I, I think I, I said that to both my brother and my mom, and neither one objected. Like, oh no, that's not true. Well, or, just that's say in your it head. then. Just say it. Be like, yeah, she hasn't liked you for a while. It's so obvious. Uh, you're right. You know, don't pretend that this, you're the villain. Yeah. Don't villainize you. She accused me of being high and mighty. 
Your high and mighty attitude makes me sick. What's more high and mighty than going fuck everybody else's health and safety? I don't feel like wearing a mask. High and mighty? That is just so funny. It's not true. I mean, you're short and weak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. JK, boo. Anyway, uh, guys. But I think the moral of the story is who gives a shit? We'll all get over it. Just, I, and I hope I lose this argument. Hey, continue not wearing a mask. Fingers crossed that uh, people around you don't die because you've chosen the most stupid, stubborn argument to, so, to dig your nails into. Everybody sees where uh-huh. our last couple of weeks have been in yeah. this house. <laughs> It's just unnecessary Ooh. drama. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Yes, I said I disapprove. I didn't call mm-hmm. her up and cuss her out. I didn't kick her dog down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I, oh, the, the, the nerve on that gentleman for having an opinion about his mother's mortality. Sorry I hurt your feelings. I hope my mom don't die. Okay. So, well, we're getting what a, past What an this. asshole I am. Oh, anyway, big old jerk. Wedding, I'm just crushing our, it. Our, I am our, crushing it in the sister-in-law department. Wedding is so- our wedding is just getting thinner and thinner yeah. with the list. <laughs> we have to show up. Oh, Jesus. We get to. Oh, God. Just make sure your rights aren't being trampled on, everybody. Oh, Wearing boy. a fucking mask. Ugh. Hey, boo. Hi, boo. Enough about me. How are you? Well, I'm excited. I've been into uh, getting a transportation going. Mm-hmm. That's not my car. Okay. So, Okay. What, like a go-kart? No. A moped? Okay, I'm very... Dirt bike? I, I wouldn't say grace, graceful is my strong suit. Like, I'm not a graceful person. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm more sturdy. Yeah. You know? You're, like I, you're, you're farm strong. Yeah, but then I also can also fall easily. And you I, walk on your heels, by I the do. way. I do. I walk on we my heels. We got hardwood I floors clomp. here. You clomp like a damn Clyde mule. I do. Yeah, and, no, it, and and ironically, me yeah. being a big fella, I'm surprisingly light on my feet. You would be a good ballerina. Yeah, actually. I'm graceful. For You're a big very dude. graceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I got these shoes. Well, these old roller skates mm-hmm. from this vintage store, and I thought I was a genius because I took these old roller skates and I thought, Katie, why don't you go to the really cool uh, roller skatey place? There's like a skate shop down the street from us, and this is pre-pandemic. And I took these disgusting, ratty, old roller skates. And they're not even the ones that are have the high boot. They're the ones I think that, like, Olympian, Olympians used to wear. Like, it looks just like a tennis shoe with, with uh, roller skates on them. Yeah, they I, look like, like rad 70s tennis shoes. Yeah, with, like, really scary roller skates. So the girl... So here's how stubborn I am. I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, these are going to be my vintage cool roller skates I'm going to roller skate on the beach with, and no one will have them, and I'll be amazing. And the girl at the roller skating store was like, are you sure you don't want to just buy <laughs> some roller skates, like normal ones? Because you're going to put a lot of like work, a lot of money, and <laughs> all this hardware into these. And what if, you know, was trying to be nice, and I didn't read through the lines, and I was like, no, I want these. Mm-hmm. So I tried uh, one of them on yesterday, not the pair, because I was concerned. And I'm glad I did that because I didn't work out. Um, Wait a minute. You only tried one on? (laughs) Yeah. And you're saying you couldn't roller skate on one? (laughs) I'm confused. Because I would glide, but it's the, I feel like the the toe part where Mm -hmm. the brake is, very scary. Hmm. I don't. 
it was it was terrifying. But anyway, the girl did make me buy a helmet, mm-hmm. shoulder pad, or shoulder. B- <laughs> sorry, knee pads, shoulder pads, uh, elbow pads. Oh, and wrist pads. So yeah. I looked like I was gonna go play football. Looked like a roller derby. So girl. she basically like set me up because she knew this tall blonde girl is gonna go murder herself on the street. And she's right. And now I'm on the hunt for some roller skates, boo. Yeah. I, uh, I think I could do it. I think I could do roller skating. I still don't understand you trying them out, but only using one. Okay, because I can Were you can't... literally just balancing on one foot, rolling down the hall? Yeah, well, I wanted to see, okay, can I even roll on one foot? I'm not going to put on two. Okay. So I was like, roll, roll, roll. And, and then I tried to break, and then I put down my flat foot. As my break, mm-hmm. I could just do that. I could, I could just have one skate on. Yeah, be kind of dumb. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this week for my quarantine get out of here moment, I've been your personal assistant. That's right. You really <laughs> just, and I didn't ask you to, you and I haven't complained about these issues. <laughs> but I thank you so much. You've They're really been small. proactive. Things, but I've been uh, I've been just scooting away. Anyway, I got your bike fixed. Yes, not that it needed a lot of fixing; it just needed some tender love and care. Kyle Kinane gave me his old bike, and it's rad. And I used to drive drive it. That's how much you drove I drove it. That's how much I drive my bike, as I call it driving. Um, but I used to <laughs> ride it all the time when we lived in L.A. I'd go over to Griffith Park and ride over there a lot. But uh, since we moved down here, uh, it's had a couple of flat tires and a chain issue. And just uh, out of nowhere, you got that fixed for me. I did. And I learned something. What's that? Bikes are expensive. Yeah. Did you know this? Not really. I don't keep up with it, but I, I would imagine I feel you know, like bike several hundred is, bucks for a good one. Yeah. Like 550 mm-hmm. for one that just looks kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, of, lot more to it than just the aesthetics. Yeah, I just want a big basket that I could probably just shove Charlie in. That would be great. I, there's, I've seen a couple of uh, gals around here. Wow, right on cue. Whoa, uh, with bikes on and baskets. We just uh, saw one. <laughs> like literally, right when I said that, I looked out the window <laughs> and there's a lady with a bike. Here's the thing about Charlie. He has gained the COVID ten. Yeah, ten pounds. He's, he's a chunker. He's a little chunker. So I, I don't want chunk in my trunk. <laughs> I'm a fat boy. He's I he's sleeping right now, so it's okay that I'm bat shaming him. But you know, I don't know what kind of sturdy bike I could get with for him as well. It guys, I'm I'm doing some bike research. I've lost it. I've lost it a little bit this week. So you got my bike fixed uh, secretly, just as a surprise. Yeah. And then I think the same day or the day before, you got my windshield fixed. Yeah, I had a guy named Robbie. No, Rich. Rich came out with his little like had a little crack in my windshield for like six months. And I got it fixed. You just got it fixed. That's a fun thing to get. You're to. Such a sweetie. That would mean a lot to me. It, it means a lot to me. Would mean a lot to me. I, I like that kind of thing. Do a little. Do a little nice thing. Yeah. Annoying. You're things. great at that. That no one wants to do. That's a good gift. Do what, that annoying thing. What is that? Gifts of service. Acts of service. Acts of that's service. my love language. That and gifts. Okay. But I don't know how I receive love. Perhaps I never have. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, uh, been busy really being weird. Yeah. Real weird over here. And we had another thing happen. This, we'll save that for next yeah, week. Next week. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we can't have you just. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been quite on quite a rampage this week. But, uh, oh, I 
hope everybody's being safe and not losing their minds like us. I destroyed another man's soul with eye contact and confidence. So we'll talk about that next week. That is a next week. Charlie. Shall we get into some voicemails? We didn't get to it last week. Let's Uh, do this. The last episode and a half has been nothing but sister-in-law talk. So let's kind of uh, get back to dancing with who brung us. Charlie, what's the problem, bud? Is there other human beings out in the world out there? Yes. Oh, my God. There's people walking <laughs> on the sidewalk. Charlie doesn't like people, other dogs. Um, he barely tolerates Dave. <laughs> just calm down over he there, bud. He kind of just likes me. All right. Let's take some calls. I love you, Charlie. Hey, Dave and Katie. This is Travis from Huntsville, uh, Alabama. And uh, I got a question for Dave today. Um, I know that, you know, you have your story about uh, asking uh, Katie's dad about marrying her and I am about to be in that same situation and honestly I'm a little nervous about it so I was just wondering if you have any tips on how to approach (laughs) approach your dad not that he's scary or anything he's just uh, a man of few words and so am I so I just uh, not really sure how to go about doing it so I'd appreciate any advice on asking for uh, my girlfriend's dad bless- dad's blessing. Uh, love the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Bye. Right on, Travis. Thanks for Hi, checking Travis. in. Travis. Now, is this the same Travis uh, from Huntsville, Alabama, that gave me some pepper jelly? Or did he call twice, Boo? Yes. Because he, he didn't mention it in that call. Yeah, he he called twice, and he is a very amazing human that gave you a lot of pepper jelly. I remember Travis. Uh, Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama, by the way, one of my favorite cities in the world to do comedy in. Uh, I know that sounds weird. Like when no, people think of like com- awesome. comedy meccas, you don't think of Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, but there's a great place I've been playing for years there called uh, The Sports Page. Mm. And it's this old, probably, it looks like it's, Started in like the 70s and hasn't changed a bit since then. Just oh, this old southern dive bar slash sports bar Ooh, slash pool hall. What kind of, it's what's, awesome. what's the decor on the walls? Just, you know, Christmas lights and Ooh, wood paneling yes. and beer, neon beer signs and maybe a deer oh. head here and there. And the first time I ever did it, I, I walked it. in, and it's it kind of a spacious joint. Like, a, I love a good, roomy dive bar. Some dive bars are just so small, but this one's roomy. Like, I don't know, the size of, I don't know, the size of, like, an Olive Garden. Like, yeah. Like a, a, a good-sized restaurant or bar. Um, but the first time I walked in, it's Huntsville, and, uh, it, I mean, it looked like something out of Central Casting uh, Biker Bar. <laughs> There was just bikers, you know, black leather vest and long beards and skinnered on the jukebox. And at first, you're like, ooh. But then you're like, as soon as I did the show, it's like, oh, these people are awesome. Oh, and, and not so that I would cool. judge bikers. I'm just saying some some gigs you go into and you're like, this might be a rowdy crowd. Yeah. You know, sometimes bikers and ruffians aren't shy about uh, being vocal during a live performance. Um, but what it is, it's uh, Huntsville. Uh, it's such a cool town because... It's in the heart of the South. It's got all the charms of the South. Uh, and then I've talked about the duality of, of the South, you know, the charms and the good stuff. But then, you know, there's obviously some bad stuff. Um, but it had all the charms of the South. Um, but the people were like, I guess the best way to describe it is smart blue collar. I, I love, love that. I love smart blue collar Aww. because blue collar in the sense that I'm a 
I'm not pretentious. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a working person. Yeah. Not afraid to get up and go to work, get my hands dirty. You know, I, I love the blue collar sect of our society. Uh, but then the only bad part about that, because I've spent years in the blue collar sect, is sometimes you deal with really dumb or narrow minded people. I'm not saying all blue collar people, but sometimes, yeah. you know, you work at a factory, you cut lawns. Sometimes you're not dealing with the smartest people. And, and by the way, I can't stress enough sometimes. I'm by no means, I love blue collar people. I'm saying I've mowed enough lawns and worked in enough plumbing jobs to know that sometimes your co-workers are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are blue-collar people yeah. whose dad or uncle or somebody may have worked for NASA 10 years ago or 20 years ago because NASA used to be, they had a they had oh. the whole space thing there in Huntsville. Oh, I didn't years know ago. That. Oh, yeah. Big, big NASA town. So you've got this holdover oh, cool. of like all these super smart people. And uh, and mixed with just you know rather regular Southern blue collar folks and I don't know it just it makes for a great environment I don't know why I'm rambling so much about this sorry Travis but I met Travis there at the Aww. sports page um, I don't remember when maybe a year or two ago and he brought me like a whole case and I forgot the name of the company but he works for a company or, or maybe even owns a company um, uh, Pepper Jelly that, that wasn't the name of the company that's what well, he gave me he gave me some Pepper Jelly oh. uh, <laughs> That would be a great name for a company. Why not? Uh, But, yeah, some company that makes uh, hot sauces and barbecue sauce and pepper jelly and just all kinds of cool cool. shit. So he he brought me, like, one of every product they had. Like, it was a box with, like, literally 15 or 20 different sauces and jams and jellies and shit. So, uh, yeah, Travis. Okay, enough rambling. I love Huntsville. Uh, Asking... Your Tips. girlfriend's dad for uh, hand in marriage. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. You got to wait till he breaks his hip, <laughs> and then you got to catch yourself off guard and not have a not have a ring on hand. And uh, anyway, yeah, is we that know that a nerve wracking thing as a guy? Is that like a very scary thing? It can, it could be if you yourself are a shitbag. What I mean is, if I'm a dude and I know that I'm a piece of shit and don't have a lot to offer, I'd probably be pretty nervous about asking my girlfriend's dad if this is cool. Um, I did not have that problem. I, I know that sounds like a humble break. I'm not a piece of shit. No, I, I'm self-aware. basically like, take her. No, I'm self-aware. <laughs> and here's the other thing. You know, I was 42 when we got engaged. Uh, I'm not 18, 19, wet behind the ears, don't know anything. Um so it was not an issue for me at all. It's like, no, I'm self-aware. I'm a decent dude. I'm going to look your dad in the eye and let him know that his daughter's in good hands. And that's basically what I did. And that's all you have to do, Travis. Uh, just let him know, whether it's overtly or subliminally, that, hey, I'm not a piece of shit and your daughter's in fine hands. I'm going to take care of your daughter. Your daughter's going to be moving forward from this day on. And this is how it is for me, and I truly believe this. Your daughter's going to be priority number one. Oh. Well, I here's the thing. I know from my dad's, uh, from my sister's many fiancés, <laughs> that I think what stands out, too, and the fact that even you're even worried about this, Travis, is so sweet. Exactly. And it's so kind, and you want to do the right thing, that... Of course he's going to see that and know, okay, this this guy who I love, who my daughter loves, is in this position right now. And, and, and usually the father kind of like knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of there for you. It's like, not like your first time meeting him, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you all have some rapport to begin with. Um, 
But yeah, it's just looking him in the eye, being honest, and, and letting him know that, hey, I'm going to take care of your daughter. I think if I were a guy, if I was in Travis's position, I would for sure dress up, get a ball gown. No, I would just, I would make a date. I think that's what you guys have to do, right? Like if it's a normal situation, like, oh, may I come over on Saturday around noon to uh, barbecue or something? Like, is that kind of... I mean, you could do it that way, but I don't think that's okay. So mandatory. it doesn't have to be like a, a set. It thing. could be you could plan it out. You could you know schedule it like you're saying, or it could be a spur of the moment thing, like what happened with me. To, to refresh people's memory on that story, uh, when I asked your dad, he was in the rehab center after breaking his hip. <laughs> we were going down to visit him, yeah. And it, uh, I knew that I was going to pop that question in the next month or two, and I knew therefore in the next month or two I need to get down and see him by myself. So we could have a moment, you know, together without me spilling the beans to you yet. Uh, but it just hit me in that moment when we were visiting and you got up to go uh, walk Charlie. It just hit me like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this right now. So it was a total spur of the moment thing. Um, and that's always actually, I think, the best way to do it. But maybe to ease your anxiety, mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, I, I'm going to set a date. Or what if the dad is very, like, mm-hmm. proper and, like, mm-hmm. kind of figure out... What, you know, play to your crown. You could do that. I think the real important part, though, is, um, you know, I know it's easy to just say, just look them in the eye and tell them you're a good dude. But have a a plan. Say, hey, hey, Mr. So-and-so, here's my plan. All right. Mm. I've got this job or I'm working on it. Like, let him know that you have a game plan. A a game plan. Like, whether... I know no, that's I understand what you mean. Yeah, to just let him know, hey, this isn't some. This is something I've spent a lot of time thinking about, mm-hmm. and I'm a thousand percent sure of it. And mm-hmm. and I'm going to treat her well. And here's how, you know, I've got this job, or we're going to buy this house, or yeah. we're going to do these things together, or I've got these ducks in a row. Let him know that, and you don't have to have all your ducks in a row. If if you if you wait till everything's perfect, you're never going to pop the question. You know, I'm not saying everything has to be perfect. Lord knows. Not everything was perfect in our lives or my life when I popped the question. But I think it's just being honest and sincere mm-hmm. and letting him know, hey, I've, I've got a plan. I'm not a 17-year-old idiot who's having, who's having a shotgun wedding. This is something I want to do, and I promise you man-to-man that I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do my best to make sure she is priority number one and she's safe and happy and healthy. I love that. Yeah, so. do that. So, oh, and also, like, if you're, and I understand, I get nervous when I talk to that. that it's a nerve wracking conversation for anybody, I'm assuming. But I just share that with him. Like, be vulnerable if you do get too nervous, just to be like, okay, this is really nerve wracking. Like, just say it because then you'll get some leeway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm really nervous, but I don't know. I've noticed that with like, hard conversations if I just kind of blurt out that I'm feeling kind of, you know, nervous yeah. about something. It, it opens up a vulnerability door that and wasn't there before. Vulnerability does not necessarily equate to weakness. No, so there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and being honest. Yeah, right? Right, <laughs> right guys? <laughs> but good luck, Travis. And, uh, uh, let us know what happens. Yeah, let us know how it goes, man. Um, you know, if you do it right, right when you get down on your knee with no ring and pop the question, uh, he will urinate into his catheter in oh. that tube will go right by your face uh, in your peripheral vision yep. right when she says yes. True love. So there you go. And maybe a little fart will come out too. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. 
Hello, Stoneberg. My name is Javi. Come from El Paso, Texas. I need hair advice from Katie. Uh, I was born with naturally curly hair, like as close to an afro as you can get without it being an afro. Then when I was 15, I had it chemically straightened at a Japanese hair salon. And it's been 15 years and it hasn't gone back curly. Um, so if there's anything you can think of me trying, you know, that would be cool. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Javi. Javi. From El Paso. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Curly-haired Javi. First of all, kudos to you for going to a a Japanese spa, was it? Or uh, What did you say? A Japanese hair, hair salon. Hair salon. You got straightened at a Japanese hair salon. With way to think outside the box. I love your choice. We do weird things when it comes to our hair. Also, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. Have you ever shaved your hair all off and started anew? Maybe that's something. Um, also, sometimes our hair changes as we grow older. I've done a lot of hair research. And so you might have had straight hair when you were little, and now it's curly or vice versa. So that could be it, too. Um, I would love to know the name of this place just for my own, <laughs> <laughs> you know, information. What if I'm in your area and I get to go see what's going on there? Uh, I might try it myself. Can yelp. Yelp uh, it. Japanese hair salons <laughs> in El Paso, Texas. But yeah, um, listen, here's what I've learned that's great. Uh, if you're trying to grow your hair longer and longer and longer, biotin, especially on Amazon. Guys, biotin, that's where it's at. What is it? Okay, so apparently it's just this vitamin that you take that is promotes hair growth. But, oh, my nails have never been so thick. Is that what I've been taking? Yeah. Okay. I've been giving that to you. I've been getting you know, antidepressants. I've been giving you all kinds of things. Just you kidding, got me guys. this nice uh, that, uh, pill organizer. Yeah. And Because uh, I'm a nana. In theory, I take uh, my nice collection of vitamins every day that, yeah, I that know. you provide for me. And it's even like Monday, Tuesday, it says mm-hmm. M-T- I w, I forgot what letters are. <laughs> anyway, Javi, I'm sorry. That sucks. I don't understand how that... I wonder what serum well, hold on, they use. Hold on. Why does it suck? Well, because he can't... His hair straight still. Okay, I know, but I'm saying... It's not like... But I mean, if you have this beautiful curly hair... Oh, my gosh. I always wanted curly hair growing up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sucks that he straightened it and it hasn't gone back curly. Yeah, that's okay. why it sucks. I thought he meant, I thought he just meant, I, I don't like my curly hair. How can I? Oh, what are no. some other ways I can they, keep it straight? He did this. I'm sorry. I okay. misunderstood. So, yeah. yeah, that does suck. I thought you were saying, it sucks that you have curly hair. <laughs> what if it's like one of those things where you have to go back to the scene of the crime? Like, maybe mm. you have to go back there and explain, hey, can we reverse this? Because maybe there's like some sort of like, you know, different type of. I mean, that's a good that question. You said shave it off. Like if something happens like that and you just shave it and start fresh, it should grow in the way it naturally grows in. Correct. I know, but we don't know. What if there's like some sort of serum or something that. Huh. Who knows? Have you um, you ever seen a dude? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I get, I love my beard. I love having a beard. And I get, though, that how sometimes beards can look a little puby, you know, a little curly. Yeah. I, I get that. I, yeah. I got a buddy, not a buddy, a dude I know who <laughs> had a beard and he straightened it. <gasps> and he looks so stupid. Ooh. 
Like, it, just imagine if my hair on my face was exactly like the hair on your head. Just mm. straight. Like Cousin like, It from Adam yeah, Family. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, just hair looked, on your face. He looked ridiculous. Wow. And, I, yeah, I get that sometimes beards are hard to manage and they're a little curly and kinky <laughs> or whatever, but, like... I want you to cut your This off. guy looked like a real idiot. I like when your beard's super short. Oh, you like it when I, I cut it. it all the way down yeah. to what I call softball coach. I know. I love it look so like much. like a softball. I look like Arn... so cute. For 80s wrestling fans, she likes it when I look like Arn Anderson. Yeah. Just that short beard. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that but, is. But uh, Arn and Ole Anderson were half of the four horsemen. But, you know... Javi, on your journey with this hair, I get it. I understand. Oh, I would do uh, some some research, a simple Google. Uh, I'm you sure know. he's done that. Well, maybe he hasn't. Maybe he hasn't. But you don't know of any way to just I don't. I wish it. I did. I, I'm biotin. I'm with you, Javi. I mean, I'm still growing back my weird hair. Who knows what's going to happen to me? Oh, We're in the same boat. Except yeah. you have naturally curly, beautiful hair, and I- I'm sorry you straightened it. That's the only thing I could think is to just sh- sh- shave it completely yeah. and hope it grows in naturally. I so. mean, who knows? It might grow something completely different. I mean, maybe they put a spell on you. I don't know what happened, but I want to go there. And I've I want to know the name. I've always liked curly-headed dudes. Like, Yeah, they're always kind, aren't they? I always. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about this guy later in word of mouth, but my buddy Donnie Devonian. Oh. Uh, who we'll talk about his great new show. I know the, him too, uh, the by the way. So just wonderful curly hair. Just just bouncy, curly locks. Yeah, just there is something about curly hair that's just like, hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. Come talk to me. And I get their frustration if that's the only hair you've always had. I get like, uh, like every now and then, like in the metal scene, like metal guys are, you know, traditionally grow their hair out fairly long. But then, you know, the like my hair, your hair, just boring old white people's hair. <laughs> you grow it long, it's just going to get long and, and oh, hang. And sometimes that looks good. Some guys pull it off and some people don't. But I, every now and then, like in metal, you'll see the curly-headed guy That's who's just, cool. like you say, just got like a fro. And he's like, what? Just because it doesn't grow towards the ground still me- <laughs> it still doesn't mean I can't have long hair. I had a hairstylist once tell me, and I was like 12 years old, and I said, my hair goal, I had a hair goal, Uh and I wanted long, cascading blonde hair, like Kate Hudson, with like that I can make curly. And he said to me, sometimes people aren't meant to have long hair. And it was one of the most saddest statements anyone's ever... And it it like came... like. Why can't you have long hair? Well, because she said basically my hair sucks, which it does. But I mean... Is it Because it's so stringy and thin. It would... I would never look like Kate Hudson. So he could have said it in a much nicer Uh way, but it was said so direct. And it... I just... That haunted me. I'd like to share. I love your hair. Thanks. And you've been doing something recently, and I think it's unintentional. It might just be due to neglect. (laughs) 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 But you had a... uh, You've been rocking a real wild punk rock vibe lately, and I like that. <laughs> I like I like the short female punk rock. Haircut. Oh, by the way, short hair people that know how to do it, congratulations! Yeah. I don't know. I don't even YouTube it. I'm so I, I, just I like wanted, a short haired lady. I wanna, oh, I know me too. They are amazing. I am not one. This is an I accident. Think your hair looks great. I don't know what to do. I need it back to my regular over the shoulder. 
I, I'm very concerned. I don't like this. I look like a mom when I wake up. Do you I, remember about <laughs> nine months ago when, when you had extensions? Shut up. Shut up. Let's my talk sister about wife. That. Shut up. <laughs> I, okay. After my mom died, I went into this hair journey where I was just obsessed with getting the perfect hair. So I thought, okay, I'm in LA. I'm just going to get extensions and they're going to be amazing. And, uh, well, A, they ended up ruining my hair. Uh, B, I look like a sister wife. They weren't, I was just going to get extensions that went down to my, sorry, all the guys are like snooze, but like, uh, uh, like past my chest, not super long. Anyway, I don't know guys. I wanted medium. I wanted like Jennifer Aniston, cool Rachel hair, Mm -hmm. midline, normal hair. What I ended up getting was these, (laughs) I had extensions all the way to my butt. And they were scraggly and long and blonde. And I looked like the third wife to my Mormon husband. And I I, I did not pull it off well. It yeah, wasn't cute. The had a old, bit of a sister wife. Fight. It was weird. So then I chopped it myself because I was manic one night. And then I cut it too short. So then it went from sister wife hair. To like a short bob that was much too thick for my head. So, guys, I've been on a hair journey for a while. Um, I suggest if you want to go on a journey with your hair, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. I'm the what not to do. Don't touch it. Don't do anything to it. Take biotin and go to the beach. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Good luck, Javi. (laughs) Let us know how your hair grows back in, (laughs) you fucking goober. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, it's Tiffany. Uh, I feel awkward talking on the phone if it might be on the air, but whatever. Um, so I had a question for you guys. My five-year-old stepson likes to like crawl on, around on the floor and pretend to be a dog. And then my dog likes to hump him when he does this. And my stepson thinks it's so funny and is like, oh, look, folks, is our dog is giving me a, or trying to get a piggyback ride. And <laughs> And I don't know a good way how to explain for him why it's not okay. And without explaining everything in the world. Um, and he likes to also do that when there's like company over or in public, like, look, by giving my dog a piggyback ride and it just makes people uncomfortable. So what is a good reason to tell him why that's not okay? Where I don't have to actually explain that he's humping him. Also, I was wondering, Dave, if you have any good vegan recipes. Uh, I thought it was really, really sweet that you, with your recipe book, that you were giving them out to people who are having a hard time. And I thought about buying it, but my family's also all vegetarians or vegans, but I still might. But, yeah, also just wanted to know if you have any good side dishes or anything that are vegan. All right. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Thanks. Oh, Tiffany. So what's the kid doing? He's okay. crawling around like a dog. <laughs> and then he, the dog is then humping him. Yeah, the, he's crawling. The Yeah, the dog is humping him, and the, the kid is acting like a dog, her stepson. Hmm. Okay, here's the thing. I think your stepson is doing a bit. Like, as an actor, mm-hmm. you get into your imaginary world, and he's just committing to being a dog, which I love. I uh-huh. love the commitment. I love it. I mean, he would be an amazing improv actor. Uh-huh. Um, to me, it sounds like 
it he's doing this for the attention. Uh-huh. And now that company's over, it's like, look, even more attention. Like, this is how I get heard and mm-hmm. seen in my house. I think, for me, I would be like, and look, this is a girl who... I'm talking about myself, who was raised like Nell. So please take this for a grain of salt. I was out outside a lot in uh-huh. the avocado trees and talking to my imaginary friend Bird. That was her name. It was weird. We'll go down that road another time. Was she a bird? No. Okay. That's what my dad and mom used to call farts. It's I don't know why. So I basically called her fart. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I get that the stepson, I don't know how that dynamic is, like uh-huh. having a step anything, but I would say... Um, giving choices mm-hmm. is always a great thing. Like, okay, okay um, let's have, you know, doggy playtime mm-hmm. <laughs> at our house and you can do it all you want. You could do this bit 10 minutes. We're going to set the timer. But when we're out and about, we know that it's not doggy time. Uh-huh. Or when we're, when friends are over, it's not doggy time. But when they leave, <laughs> you can act like a doggy all you want and we'll set the timer. <laughs> I think if he just has his doggy time. Oh, man. Am I correct? I I don't know. I think that's how I would handle it. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm a psychopath, and I would love it and be like, look at him. Mm -hmm. And then there would be weird dog babies running around. So I think (laughs) limiting it, Uh not like condemning it and saying no. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. What do you think, Boo? I don't know how you handle that. (laughs) Well, how would you handle it? Um... If your uh, stepson mm-hmm. was always acting like a dog and then uh, Charlie was humping him, what would you do? Yeah, I think if it's an every now and again thing, then you just let it be. But if he's doing it a lot, you just got to sit him down and talk to him. Say, hey, look, <laughs> this is weird. You don't want to be the creepy weird kid in class. Stop letting the dog hump you. Stop <laughs> crawling I, around. I Okay, and uh-huh. I'm such a – this is – I would say, okay, I totally understand. I know that I would do the exact same thing for attention. Uh-huh. That's exactly why I think he's doing this. Okay. It's an attention thing. Yes. It's an attention thing. I'm getting attention. Mm-hmm. So it could be negative. It could be positive. I'm getting this attention. Mm-hmm. So either, uh, so have that time when mm-hmm. you say, okay, first 15 minutes of the day, you get to do this last 15 minutes of the night. And then maybe if he doesn't obey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ignore it. Don't even entice it. Don't say, no, stop it. Just don't even give the attention. And then, boom, I think he'll stop because he's not getting the attention from you. I'm not a parent, though. <laughs> I don't know. I did research this because I thought this was a fascinating question, mm-hmm. Tiffany. So I did this. And by the way, there's a whole New York Times article about it. So if you want to message me on Stonebergs or email, I could give you that. But yeah, it's a normal thing. Like kids act like dogs. It's a thing. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? I'm trying to think what kind of weird behavior in that realm I exhibited when I was a child. Uh, you mean your rage issues, which your brother would tape? And they, oh, yeah. You should time. have been sent away. I'm positive. I have a theory that you should have gone to military school. I was fine. I, was I a don't good, know. I was a good kid. You had little meltdowns. I mean, don't we all? But, like, the when fact you're a kid, that you don't know how to handle them. Your brother taped them. Yeah. With yeah, when I was, like, four, I got pissed <laughs> off at something. I forgot what. <laughs> And I went to my bedroom, and I rampaged. And yeah. I was beating up my little stuffed animals, and I was kicking stuff and throwing stuff. 
And my brother put his little Fisher Price tape cassette recorder right outside my door. <laughs> I had one of those. And he he recorded the whole t- meltdown. Oh, I mean, I was just who? What are you looking at, Teddy Bear? You want some of this? You're so not- you were just thrashing around your <laughs> I room. I was so pissed. I was throwing books and punching <laughs> teddy bears, and uh, he recorded it. Uh, probably my mom put him up to it. And then that night at dinner, you know, I guess I had cooled down by then. But at dinner, we're just having a normal dinner, all four of us. And uh, Dad says something like, uh, you know, Dave, you want to tell us what happened today? (laughs) (coughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Jay, you got that? And then Jay pulls out the tape, and they play it right there at the dinner table. I had to sit there and listen to my meltdown at the dinner table. And I was so embarrassed. explains a lot. (coughs) Perhaps that's where the rage started. Um. Okay, so I just love Tiffany. What a great question. Oh, and vegan recipes, Boo. Do you have any? You were a vegan for a while. I was a vegetarian for three years. Um, Gained six pounds in three years. I did it (laughs) because I thought I could lose some weight. I wound up gaining weight (laughs) because I didn't do it correctly. Uh, That's back when I was living in Canton, Georgia. In Canton, Georgia in 2005... You could imagine there was very few uh, vegetarian options in terms of dining out. Oh, Lord. So uh, we we went out to eat. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. Uh, It was just cheese pizzas and bean burritos. (laughs) It wasn't just like vegetables. Yeah, it wasn't healthy stuff. It was just anything that doesn't have meat. Uh, (laughs) God, we ate so many cheese pizzas and bean burritos and stuff like that. I don't have a ton of uh, vegan or vegetarian recipes. Uh, one recipe that I do have, and I haven't made this in years, um, but I used to make a uh, like a like a like a vegan curry. I don't know. Maybe this is vegan. It's definitely vegetarian. I don't know if it's vegan. <coughs> but um, pardon me, I got a frog in my throat. Uh, make you a curry out of coconut milk and yeah, Italian spices. Okay. Not Italian. I'm sorry, Indian spices. Uh, some gram masala, some, I still don't know if it's turmeric or turmeric, uh, but get you a, a few of those classic uh, Indian spices, some Ooh. coconut milk. Um, I was going to say butter, but that wouldn't be veg- uh, vegan. They have vegan butter, though. Yeah, get they? you some vegan butter or something. And then, um, yeah, just coconut milk and uh, spices, and you start with the curry. I'm trying to think what else I would put in that. Um, but then you could saute up some onions and some garlic, throw that in there. Um, then get you some cauliflower, some broccoli, some sliced carrots, uh, some leeks, uh, maybe even a few lentils here and there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, any type of um, – that's why – That sounds delicious. I wish I knew about Indian food when I was a vegetarian because uh, I think I think I could handle being a vegan or vegetarian for a while if I focused on Indian food because, like, as far as – I don't know of a food that packs as much flavor without having any meat or cheese as Indian food. That's true. Find me a food that packs that much flavor. Now, there is meat in, you know, there's Indian dishes that have meat, obviously, you know, the chicken, tikka masala and all that. But a big part of their culture is vegetarian. Yeah. And, uh, man, some of that, the, the dal and the lentils and the paneer, of course, that's cheese, but the uh, the, the spinach. Oh, and yeah. The chickpeas. and The pita. No, it's not pita. The uh, naan. Naan. Um, oh, but, but God. Yeah, I would, I would suggest uh, exploring the Indian side of vegan and vegetarian cuisine. Yeah. So. I like the coconut milk thing yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Make that's a nice... 
uh, a, a yellow dish. curry or something. Um, oh, and then instead of rice, you could use cauliflower rice. Yeah, or rice itself is is also oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no animal byproducts in rice, but no. But I, I get I get your brain is talking about carbs. Now I'm thinking just carbs. You're thinking carbs, but, but if we're talking you- vegan and vegetarian, rice is uh, <laughs> not not only okay, but probably a staple in your diet. <laughs> oh Lord! Um, beyond that, I'm trying to think. Um, I used to do another dish where I would take um, cherry tomatoes mm. um, and just just saute the shit out of them like whole. You could half them or whole them, but the little grape or cherry tomatoes, and just get those. You cook them down till they get a little scald on them and they start to liquefy, and then you can throw in. Uh, I did something with cherry tomatoes and leeks. I chop up some leeks, like you know what a leek is. Yeah, kind of, kind of in the onion family. Okay. Kind of like a big green onion. Yeah, you know, I've seen same those concept as like a green onion, but you know, five times the size. Uh, but yeah, I used to do something with cherry tomatoes and leeks, and the thing with all that, like I, I now that I know how to cook, I didn't know how to cook when I was uh, a vegetarian. <clears throat> I mean, I knew I cooked a little. I would make uh, tofu buffalo fingers. That was my favorite. Um, I just get some, a big cube of tofu, <laughs> and uh, you dry it out, get all that moisture out of it, and slice it into like you know fingers, like chicken finger size. And then I would uh, deep fry them, huh. <laughs> deep fry the tofu, <laughs> uh, get them nice and crispy, and then toss them in wing sauce. Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. But anything, um, any type of stir fry or skillet type yeah, thing. Yeah, you're good at just, the stir fry. You know, uh, <gasps> something about charred vegetables I love. You know, you get a little char, get a little scald on yeah. those veggies. Whether it be the carrots or the cauliflower. You did that the other day, and that was delightful. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, can you smoke vegetables? Oh, of course. Yeah. I know. That seems like an interesting little vegan. One of the best thing. smoked, non meat <laughs> smoked dishes I've ever had. I forgot what restaurant. There's some barbecue restaurant that does a smoked potato salad. They smoke the potatoes Oof. and then turn them into potato salad. Yuck. You're insane. You're out of Ew. your mind. I, Ew. I want to die. For those I who aren't die. aware of the, the ongoing, the ongoing turbulence. House. The only turbulence oh. in our relationship is your complete aversion to mayonnaise. I hate. I do. You, do you hate mayonnaise? Really? I can hate mayonnaise. You hate it so bad. I do. How was that ranch dressing for the pizza place the other day? I didn't taste it. You absolutely it. No, did. I didn't. No, you I absolutely didn't. No, did. I didn't. No, I didn't. Anyway, I knew she you were hates do mayonnaise, but she no, eats things with I mayonnaise don't. in it. I do not. Anyway, guys, <laughs> this has been the Stonebergs. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Uh, oh, R.I.P. <sighs> R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. Oh, and Fred Willard. And Fred Willard. So many great folks are dying. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Who was funnier than those two? I mean, you talk about... Have, were they ever in something together? Great question. You would assume, oh, they're, given so. their age and, and their longevity, that surely their paths crossed. But talk about bang for your buck... In the same week, we lost both of those guys. I don't know who's funnier than those two I don't dudes, I don't especially either. of that generation. Just like, and such nice men. Like you look in their their, their interviews, no one has anything bad to say mm-hmm. about them at all. Just, just oh man, cool. Frank dudes. Costanza is one of the funniest characters oh in television God. history. I mean, what the hell did you trade Jay Beauta for? <laughs> <laughs> George Steinbrenner comes over to Frank and Estelle's house (laughs) to inform them that he's pretty sure that their son George is dead. 
And then Frank goes, what the hell did you trade Jay Beautiful? <laughs> and then when he leaves the message on Jerry's answer machine, hey, Jerry, this is Frank. George, <laughs> how does he say? Hey, Jerry, this is Frank. Steinbrenner is here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Fred Willard. Oh, oh, my God, Fred Willard. On the Oasis. Jeez, watch. Uh, for Guffman. I mean, such a long uh, body show. of work, but just off the top of my head. Just watch Best in Show and okay. watch him as the, the color commentator at the dog show. Just so funny. He's just jolly. He kind of has that, like, John Candy niceness to him. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. just so kind. Is he Canadian, know. like John I Candy? Know. I feel like he might be. I feel, wasn't that he on sense. SCTV? That was a Canadian show, right? Like, uh, Catherine O'Hara's Canadian. She started there. I don't know if Eugene Fred Willard Levy. was there. Is it Eugene Levy or Levy? Levy. I Levy. Levy. So I I, yeah, I don't know if uh, Willard was part of that Canadian I crew. I can see that, though. You, yeah, the nicest humans ever God, crew. Yeah. Man. And hilarious. Was, how do we start talking uh, about this? Oh, um, because you did a Jerry Stiller impression. But why did I do a Jerry Stiller? I don't know. I don't. Okay. Are what? we done with these calls? Yeah, yeah, we're done with the calls. I think that's today. good enough. Am I done ranting about my family? <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, what an asshole! Boo, what do you have a any jerk! Plugs. I do have a plug. Uh, let's talk about uh, word of mouth. This oh, week, I went out of uh, order. I went out of order. Uh, I want to talk about word of mouth. That's you know, first time listening. Uh, try to do. Just try to spread the word about cool stuff that I'm into and that Katie's into. Um, but right now, uh, I've been really obsessed with the show. And uh, I'll preface this by saying, of course, I'm biased because I'm friends with these guys. Uh, but I, I honestly uh, can uh, – I always get objective and subjective confused. Me too. I don't know. Uh, if I'm being completely objective, if I'm being completely objective. Uh, subjective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm real dumb sometimes. Even if I didn't know these guys, I'd still <laughs> think it was a funny show. Um, the show's called The Dress-Up Gang. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. And they sold the idea and shot uh, like 10 or 20 episodes. I think they did. They do the thing that Adult Swim did or, or does where um, when I was on Squidbillies, uh, they didn't do a, a one thirty minute episode. Each 30-minute episode was two different little 15-minute episodes. Oh, okay. So that's what the dress-up gang's doing. They sold this idea. They sold the show to TBS, and they shot like 10 episodes equating to 20 little stories. Uh, went out and shot 20 little episodes, and TBS just was like, meh, we don't want to air it. And uh, same thing, kind of, that they almost did with the Boogie Monster. Oh, uh, same network. Yeah, yeah. let's not uh, throw oh, no. the Boogie Here Monster a bone or throw the Dress Up Gang a bone. Uh, they shot and filmed all these episodes for the Dress Up Gang, and they didn't air it. But instead, they had a Big Bang Theory marathon. Ooh. Hey, let's watch 14 episodes of a horrible sitcom that... Ugh, that milk toast garbage. But uh, no, no, let's not put on something innovative like the Dress Up Gang. Anyway, <laughs> the Dress Up Gang is a great show. Uh, basically, if I understand correctly, the brainchild of three dudes, uh, my buddy Donnie Devanian, my buddy Corey Lukasik, and then uh, their buddy, uh, I've met this guy, but I, you know, we don't, I don't know him very well, a guy named Rob Boardman. Uh, and Rob is kind of the director behind the scenes guy. Rob's not on camera, but uh, if I understand correctly, Rob is, is the director. He shoots all this stuff. But Corey and Donnie are Hilarious. just these two dudes. They're, they're, they're buddies. Uh, I think they come from the, uh, the Bay Area. They're part of that San Francisco crew. Uh, basically, everybody in the show comes from that crew. It's Corey and Donnie are the, are the core of it. 
And then you got Frankie Quinones, who's absolutely oh hilarious, gosh, so who's blown up in the last year or two with his stupid viral characters. Stupid, I say that lovingly. Uh, he does these viral characters, um, the main one being Creeper, like this cholo, like uh, Cholo Fit, where he does like a, like a cholo who teaches uh, an aerobics <laughs> class. And his name's Creeper. so funny. Brent Weinbach is on the show. Oh, he's great. Uh, Kevin Kamia is great. He's oh, on the show. Yeah. Uh, Christian DeGay. Oh, yay, Christian DeGay. Is on the show. I love him His so wonderful much. wife, uh, Emily, uh, Maya Mills, pops up here and there. And hilarious um, human in the world, uh, Emily. DeBorge Brown. Is that my name? Isn't his last name Brown? DeBorge. DeBorge is one of those guys who's like Kramer. You don't know if that's his first name or his last name. I think his name's DeBorge Brown. Real nice fellow. Um, anyway, just a super talented crew. And um, Andy McDowell. Is it 80 or Andy? Andy. Andy McDowell shows up in the show. She plays a neighbor. Anyway, it's on the TBS app. If you've got cable and you've got a Roku or an Apple TV, you can download that TBS app and find it that way. Uh, I think... I think it's also on the YouTube TV, not in regular YouTube, but the thing that YouTube's YouTube selling. TV. Okay, you can get a subscription. There's a, they get like a free two week trial, but the show itself, it's called the Dress Up Gang, and I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like a stoner, self aware version of like an after school special. It's so and yeah, there's no. It's so kind. It's and got hilarious. so much heart. And so kindness. much heart, and that's hard to do. It's hard to have some kindness and some heart, and also be hilarious. Yeah. If you think about the truly like top shelf hilarious comedies, like Curb or like Always Sunny or even Seinfeld, not a lot of heart in those shows. And I don't mean that as an insult. That's just a a uh, stylistic choice that they chose to make to where it's all comedy. It's all absurd. There's Larry David was famous for saying no hugging, no crying. Yeah, meaning you know we're not we're not going to cry about this, and there's not going to be sweet, tender, huggy moments. It's just all ridiculous and all. This show has that level of absurd and ridiculous mm-hmm. ridiculousness to us, but it it also has heart. And what I mean is, it's and Trailer Park Boys did this a little bit. Uh, Trailer Park Boys for people who know. Um, Big. I was a huge fan of the show for like the first few seasons. Their problem is they overstayed their welcome. Now they're on like season 19 and they just run out of ideas. But Trailer Park Boys did this and Dress Up Gang does this in that there's a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, Donnie and Corey's relationship, it's absurd and hilarious and ridiculous, ridiculous but there's a sweetness and a kindness to it. And I don't, how would you describe it? It's... It's a it's a father son esque. It's the father son dynamic, but they're buddies. Yeah, <laughs> and Donnie owns this house that it's set in, <laughs> but yet Corey, Corey is crashing on his couch. Yet Corey acts as if he's the father of the house. So like Donnie's yeah. always, even though it's Donnie's house, Donnie's always asking permission. Hey Corey, do you think maybe? I could go go to McDonald's, or do you think maybe oh. I could? And they always, they've got this formula, and I don't know how to describe it, but where they take, like, benign, irrelevant things yeah. and turn them into melodramas. Yes, for small, like, small little like, things. Like, there's huge. one where, where Christian talks to Corey. He's like, hey, Corey, can I talk to you for a moment? And Corey's like, sure, man, what's going on? He's like, well, I don't want to stir the pot or anything, but I saw Donnie dancing. <laughs> In the courtyard. <laughs> and then, of course, like, oh, no. <laughs> so they, yeah. they take normal things and act like they're serious things. And it is just, and again, I'm biased, but it is so, it is so funny. Good. They have tapped into this formula and this dynamic 
that is incredibly original well, and incredibly a funny. World yeah, that like it's always sunny and like mm-hmm. you know uh, Seinfeld. They create this world, and that's why we love visiting it, right? Yeah. As audience members, we're like, oh my gosh. But what I love about the Dress Up Gang is that they've created this world. And we're not just spectators. We're in it with them. Yeah. They've, they've allowed the audience to be in their world mm-hmm. and not just to laugh, yeah. but to like really feel. And they are all so funny and also brilliant. And and just you see their kindness because they are they are kind mm-hmm. people. I'm lucky enough yeah, to have met them. In real life, they're sweet people. Nice as humans. And that just translates mm-hmm. perfectly on screen. And it's just really... Nice and beautiful and fun, and it's just like a perfect escapism right now. Yeah, it really is. It what is you need the, in the perfect show to just smoke a joint or not. You know, I'm and not binge. saying it, even if you don't smoke weed or, or whatever, uh, it's still enjoyable. But it's the perfect show to just smoke a fat joint and mm. just watch it for five it's hours. It's literally a friendship. It's just about sweet friendship. And they create, you're right, they create this universe that just, it's so inviting and warm and welcoming and fun. And you don't feel like an outsider. When I watch It's Always Sunny, I love It's Always Sunny, but I feel like, oh man, like I'm not in on it. Yeah. I don't know. The way it's written is just so kind to the audience as well. It's so simple and yeah. it's so kind, but somehow they figured out how to make it so funny. Yeah. It's, oh, it's amazing. And I really love it. So guys, check it out. It's, um, and they've got some of their old sketches. They, they've been doing these little sketches for years. Yeah. Um, they got some of the old sketches are on YouTube. I'm actually in one of them. Uh, Dave plays a chef. Rory and I, Rory Scoville and I play, uh, the, the, the premise of that story is Donnie's got a girlfriend now, and uh, but he forgot to make reservations for Valentine's Day. And all the restaurants now are booked up. So Corey's like, well, all right, we're going to figure this out. And they turn their apartment into a restaurant, and me and Rory are the, are the chefs in the kitchen. It's really uh, great. <laughs> and then it turns in the funny twist on that one is uh, you think it's they're doing all this just for Donnie and his date, but then somehow other people start showing up like a crowded <laughs> restaurant, and then the kitchen gets swamped. Uh, funny. But, yeah, the old sketches are still on YouTube, but the actual official TBS series, uh, get the TBS app or get the YouTube TV thing and uh, give it a shot. And find them on Instagram. Too, and I'm sure they're oh my god, just just so damn funny, just so funny. Um, so yeah, that's my word of mouth this week. And uh, yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh, much like uh, Robbie last week, uh, one of those unique shows where really stupid people are gonna laugh their ass off, but also really smart people are gonna yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's ass off. true. So most shows only cater to one end of the spectrum or the other, but this one seriously, and Robbie's the same way. Like dumb idiots are gonna be like, <laughs> he said, but. Yeah. You said fart, but then smart people are going to get all the subtlety. So uh, it's a fun show. I really enjoy it. So the Dress Up Gang Watch it, on the guys. TBS app. Uh, anything for you to plug there, boo-boo? No, just my Instagram because I need those followers. What's going what? on with Instagram these days? I don't know. You doing I'm stories? Trying, yeah, I'm doing stories. Well, I guys, I'm really documenting my bicycle journey <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out the perfect bike for me if I can do biking or roller skating. We don't know what's going to go on, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm. And 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 come with me on this journey, won't you? <laughs> uh, KT Low Strandberg. The letter K, the letter T, L-O-W, Strandberg. Like a strand of hair and then B-E-R-G. There you go. Guys. What to plug? Uh, I'll keep plugging my stupid cookbooks. Uh, People still buying those. Uh, If you need, I got uh, three volumes totaling 65 recipes. 
they're ten dollars for one, two for sixteen, all three for twenty. Uh, offer still stands though. The uh, the COVID offer. If you're unemployed or whatever and hurting financially, uh, but yet you're at home and you need to cook a lot and you, you don't want to drop uh, 10, 20 bucks, uh, I totally understand it. Holler at me and I will gladly send those over to you for free because these are e-cookbooks, uh, no physical copies to mail. I just send you a PDF file and uh, yeah, no sweat off my back. And huge thanks to uh, a lot of people who take me up on that offer. That's really and I'm nice. And I'm happy to do it. I wouldn't Good. throw it out there if I wasn't. But a lot of people have also, who've already purchased them, have thrown me money. Just, uh, hey, this is for all the, the free ones you've been giving oh out. So, gosh. Guys, I can't thank you enough. And everybody, just thank you so much for listening. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know if apology is the right word, but the last two episodes have been pretty heavy. We've been heavy, and, yeah. And pretty... Um, I'm sorry. I feel like I should say sorry. I'm you know, sorry. No, but it's, but, you know, shit happens in our lives. And I want this to be an open forum. I want this to be um, whatever we want it to be. But my my point is I don't want to restrict ourselves. But at the same time, if this is a little too heavy or a little too annoying or whatever, we apologize. Yeah. And uh, eventually we will get back into our groove of just keeping it light and, and responding to voicemails. But it is what it is. Yeah, and it's just where we're at. And it, I think it's I think it's nice because it's like, okay, this is what we're dealing with, mm-hmm. and now you're a part of our world. Yeah. And you could understand and see our point of view. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. And, you know, Sorry and if it, it was too... <laughs> and whether it be last week with your sister or this week with my sister-in-law, I don't want it to be too negative. Um we're just verbally processing stuff. What I'm saying, it don't. That's why I don't even think I said her name. But you know, no, you didn't. It's no, fine. no, no piling on. No one has to tweet at her, tweet at us, and calling her or whatever. Um, you know, I'm not interested in that. I, I want to maintain no, yeah. a certain level of respect and professionalism. That being said, <laughs> you know, oh I, I stand by everything I said today. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not I trying mean, to be mean. I'm not trying to be immature. But these are things that happen, and this is our podcast, and this is my forum to to talk about that yeah. stuff. Uh, but my point is, apologies if it's just a little too much or over the top, because I don't want this to turn into a negative yeah, complaint not fest. not at all. No, no, no. We don't uh, want that. The whole point of the Stonebergs is to be a bit of a palate cleanser. Uh, we, we try really hard not to talk about politics and all the messed up stuff that's going on in the world. So I want this to be a place where people can come, uh, much like uh, the Tressup Gang, and, and just have a lighthearted, fun, silly experience. Uh, so if uh, some of the last two episodes, some of the content has been a little too uh, against the grain in that regard, uh, my apologies. Um, but, hey, you know, we're, we're real folks with real problems. And uh, we're going to talk about I it. love hearing about people's problems. But then again, I love Bravo TV. <laughs> so I don't know. But guys, yeah. So we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have anything else? Ben? No, just thanks. And uh, stay sane, stay healthy, stay happy. And uh, we'll see you next week. Spread the word. Keep spreading the oh, word. Please. Thank you. That would be great. And that, then I can show my dad the numbers and he'll, he'll love me. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll talk, <laughs> talk about that next week. Bye, guys. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail. 
at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Frankie's getting out of jail. I was wondering where Frankie was. Well, that'd be fun. What you guys can do? We're gonna go to the woods, take mushrooms. Sounds like a good time. Well, I better let you get some rest then. Hey, Corey, can I ask you something? Yeah, go ahead. Are stems stronger than caps? I don't know. I'd say they're sort of both equally strong, but in different ways. Caps are a little more for visuals, and stems are. I guess you'll find out tomorrow. Wow. Well, you guys all set for your big day? Yeah. You sure you don't want to come? Oh, uh, no, I've I got some emotional stuff I've been pushing down that I probably don't want coming up. Okay, see you, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Don't forget to take vitamin C. To enhance the visuals, we know. Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you.